folks. Happy Friday night. I'm joined by Ty B, producer Burrs. I'm your host, Degenerate L. Brand new episode of Degenerate Danger Zone. Follow us on Twitter, at Degenerate Zone. We got locks coming this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. But first, show sponsor, Pazda Electric. You got anything wrong with the electricity at your home? Here's the number to call, 716-698-2711. Guys, got to start it off like this, though. Buff Creek is back. If you would have told me two months ago that Buff Creek was going to be back before Presque Isle, I would have said you're nuts. So it's pretty impressive that we got Seneca Niagara back. Buff Creek was yesterday, and then what, Allegheny, I believe, is the following Thursday. Burrs, you got to be fired up. Uh, like I said, we just want to be feeling back to normalcy, and that is almost the sugar on top, the cherry on top right there. The train never stops. And Buff Creek, it starts there. It starts there, and the free money is just ready to be taken. Yep, yep, I agree with you, Burrs. I couldn't be any more excited to get there. I think I'm going to be running there tonight after we get this episode up and posted. I got some plays. I got some money to throw around. It's like – it's like Christmas basically because you got all this expendable cash because you haven't been able to go out to the bar. You haven't really been betting too much unless you've been like Tristan and all over the uh, table tennis action, but don't, don't even get me started so. on the table tennis. <laughs> yeah. And then the Russians were fixing matches and whatnot. So oh, yeah. Oh, 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 that's a whole different story, but I'm yeah. just excited to get back there and um, I'm ready to get back at it. My buddy was up there um, in falls view last Saturday night for the UFC had the whole sports book to himself. Um, I'm just, it's, it's just the tiniest small bit of normalcy, but it's something we needed. Yeah. I'll never forget the last weekend I was there. It was just, uh, I believe it was UFC and Mexican soccer. Yep. That's, that's it all was, we had. And it was a ghost town. It was literally like, I went in there with my buddy and it was just me and him by the kiosks. And I don't think there was another person within, you know, a hundred yards of us. No. So I think when it comes from a socially distancing perspective, I think we're going to be just okay this weekend. All I'm hearing is sports books open Slots are open, but Burrs, let's talk about it. We're getting into some golf. We are through two rounds of the Travelers Championship. How are your futures looking right now? I mean, so far, so good. If you're looking at this, you get a lot of low numbers out there. A couple 62 today. Uh, you got one from uh, Brandon Steele and, and Will Gordon, too. So two 62s out there from guys that are not really uh, the big names, if you will, especially Will Gordon coming out of college from 2019 SEC player of the year uh, from Vanderbilt. But right now uh, I got, I got Victor Holland and uh, Xander Shoffley and Bryson DeChambeau all in the top 10 within about three or four shots. Normally you'd think you'd be a little worried three to four shots. That, that's a big way to come back. But like I said, these low scores are coming out there. It's almost as if you just got to make the cut. If you make the cut, you have a chance. You could put out a low number. Uh, if so, you go back to a couple of years back, the PGA course record or PGA record is from Jim Furyk at the same course at the Travelers Championship, shooting a 58. And uh, so you really kind of put a little score out there. Having three futures in the top 10, I'm feeling very, very good right now. Oh, you got to be very confident there, Burrs. And speaking of confident, going into tomorrow, my buddy's leading like five or six different DraftKings lineups. We'll hit for like 10K if he's able to hold on. I know he's got Phil in that lineup. But for me, if I'm if I'm looking to make a bet right now, I'm I'm probably targeting Xander and Bryson both to get in that top 10 there at minus 120. I think there's a lot of value there. Both those guys have been playing great, um, whether it was before or after this little break here. 
And I think they're both going to really make a name for themselves uh, going forward in this next year or two. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys really, you know, was able to notch a major victory this year. Now, now, Burns, I was, you know, I've been texting you the past couple of weeks with some of these tournaments because I see some books. They offer the line called like the Big Four or the Big Five, and you're rolling into the weekend. The Big Four right now is Rory, Phil, DeChambeau, and Xander. That's minus one twenty. So you're pretty much taking those four golfers at minus one twenty to pretty much win this tournament. Do you see value in those kinds of plays at all? I know typically when we talk about value, you're looking at like underdog money. But like in the last round of the tournament, you'd see the big four is the four leaderboard. They're the top four on the leaderboard. So what yeah. do you think about that kind of play? I mean, that, that does have a lot of value to it. Uh, but, I mean, you watch the way Bryson finished up today. He, he started off hot. He was about four or five under through about ten holes or so. And then at the end, it started kind of unraveling a little bit. Swing was a little off. Missing a few shots right. Uh, he did have one 428-yard drive. <laughs> but let's not forget, he did get an extra 100, 121 yards on the car path. And not to mention, he did bogey. Chicks dig so, numbers. They don't care how you get them. Uh, that's right. But then again, just like just like bowling, as long as the score looks up, you see a strike on the board, it doesn't matter how you got it. They yep. all look the same on the card. So with that said, Bryson, he's – He's scientific. He's smart. He's intelligent. He just works, works, and works. So I expect him to definitely make a big push. I think a safe lock right now is him for top five. Okay. But um, Rory, and that's very Rory and Phil, great players, but they just always seem to have that one round or the one day where they just fall apart. They can't make those six to ten foot birdie putts. Uh, three, a couple three putts, a couple bad shots. It's almost like the Ricky Fowlers. You know, he, Ricky just shoots these low 60s, and then it's just a weird 75. Um, but, I mean, I do see value in that, but I don't know if I'm going to touch that just yet. But I'm going to stick – I'm going to, like I said, hedging is for what, Al? Landscapers. And I'm going to stick with my picks right now. Okay. I'm, I might double down on a few, but I'm not going to hedge on anything like that. Minus 120, I'm going to stay away from right now. But things change over, over time, you know? Yeah. That's why you watch the film, you watch the game, you watch the progression, and you evaluate. Awesome. So let's kick this back over to Ty B. Tomorrow's Saturday. Could be today for some people listening on Saturday morning. We got a lot of soccer. We yeah. got 7.30 a.m. EPL with Aston Villa and the Wolves. Nine Bundesligas at 9.30. Three Serie A's, four La Ligas. I'm pretty sure I was looking at Flash School. There's like three, over 300 soccer games tomorrow. Yep. Across the, across the, That's a lot of free money. Across the globe. So, Tybee, tell the people, what are you looking at? Yeah, first thing I'm targeting is that Wolves-Aston Villa game. They're going to be traveling at Aston Villa. They're minus 130. I think that's an easy play to make. Uh, the Wolves are fighting for a UCL position. It's, it's obviously a big game for Aston Villa because they don't want to get relegated. But in terms of when you're looking at a player like the champions league is, you know, the, the highest level you want to get there. Any player wants to, and like you bring in so much more money for your club. So they're going to be pushing as hard as they can to get this win. Aston Villa, if they cared so much about not being relegated, they would have won in their last seven games. They haven't been able to do it. They're winless wow. in their last seven. Uh, whereas wolves have four wins and three draws in their last seven. They're in great form. And I think that's going to continue. I don't mind that at minus 130 at all. I think I'm going to be hammering that. And to add to that point, too, Tybee, it's this is why another reason why I love soccer. 
and we've been spoiled with this a lot lately in the 716 Buffalo area. There is no tanking in soccer. If you're in the bottom of the standings, you're not looking to lose another game to get a better draft pick. There are none of those. You get relegated, you're losing money. You're not looking to just, you know, coast and try to hope for next season. So right now, this is a matchup from a top-tier team to a lower-tier team, and you think it's just easily just roll over, bet the Wolverhampton Wanderers to a big win. But just it's one of those not-so-fast. And uh, another reason why I love soccer. But I do like that pick, the Wolves playing very, very hard. Mm -hmm. I can't think of this guy's name uh, playing for the Wolves. Number 37, he's jacked. The arms are just freaking huge in this guy. <laughs> and he reminds, he reminds me of like a, like a Tyreek Hill. He just is like that. He's just zero to hundred real fast and he can move and he swings those balls in like Kevin De Bruyne. So I do like that. I bet sounds right. Maybe, yeah. but <laughs> it's one of this, it's this kid I've been watching and I don't know anything he's about him, yoked. but he's sticking out. He, you definitely, he's, he makes himself he's known. Flies, the yeah. yeah. They're yeah. a very fast team, ton of Portuguese players. And I really, I really think they're going to outclass Aston Villa tomorrow. Yeah. And going off of that, I'm looking into the German league. I think you're going to have some value here with Hoffenheim going against Dortmund. Dortmund hasn't played great as of late. They did secure second place already. They have nowhere to go, up or down. Whereas Hoffenheim is in a battle with Wolfsburg for that sixth spot, which guarantees a Europa League position. Hoffenheim is 4-2-1 and one in their last seven, and they're right there. They're biting for it. They're behind on goal differential with Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg has a game against Bayern tomorrow, so they're more than wow. likely going to lose. This is a great day to pick up some points to separate yourself against Wolfsburg. And in their last six on the road, they haven't lost. So what I'm going to do in this game is I'm going to hit – the creek unfortunately doesn't give you the option um, of Hoffenheim and the tie, so I'll bet Hoffenheim and the draw. But if you can take it, Hoffenheim and the Tide, that's what I'm going with for that play right there. I, I think they're going to get it done. They're a team that scores late, so don't, you know, don't worry if it's 0-0 or you know, tied late. They've scored 73.9% of their goals in the second half on the road. Ty B, what have I told you, and how do I feel about the Bundesliga and the late-game heroics? Mm -hmm. They just – the back like out, backdoor overs mm – -hmm. Those late game, the, the, the draws that are in the 95th minute, and then that last second goal, and Hoffenheim is known for it. And when I look at this matchup, I'm glad you said it. Just like this, Dortmund, they've really, they can't really move up much more. Hoffenheim, it's a huge game for them to maintain the standings, even move up. I see a similarity between that Chelsea-Manchester yep, exactly. City game this past weekend. Exactly. So let's yep. keep that in mind, and don't just blindly bet Dortmund because it's just a beautiful <laughs> team and a great, great club. And, and Dortmund's been playing a little sketchy yep. over the past couple of weeks. They have not played, they're not in the best form, you know, I, that, from what I've been noticing. And another thing I want to mention, too, is especially in the EPL, obviously in the Bundesliga, we're still seeing a ton of goals. But the EPL, I mean, just tail every first half under right now. Like, it seems yeah. like no one's scoring in the first half and still a lot of unders right now, obviously. With having, what, a three-month break, a lot of these teams still not exactly in the best of shape yep. and form. I've been, I've been seeing lots of, lots of sloppy play, lots of red cards coming in, yep. um, guys getting penalty kicks. It happened in the Juventus game again today, red card. Juventus scored yep. off a separate penalty kick. Um, it, it's been happening all over. It happened in that Man City-Chelsea game. So <laughs> that's something to watch. These guys aren't in you know, full shape. 
it, the other day in uh, that Chelsea game, it's another thing to watch. You had to pay attention to the weather. It was 88 degrees all day there in London. So don't yeah, that's forget to for those yeah. little things. Yeah, you're playing outdoors. It's not, you know, when you're coming back off this time off, it's not the easiest thing. No. Mm-hmm. So, guys, real quick, before we get into UFC, do you guys each have any locks in La Liga or Serie A tomorrow? If you don't, it's okay. We're just curious if you guys well, are eyeing anything up. I'm going to give you a few. Right now, I'm going to add on. I really do like Mönchengladbach, Al's favorite team to mention. <laughs> I do like them against Hertha Berlin. As, them as favorites, they're, they're very dominant. Um, not totally sold on how much value, how many units to put on that one, but I do like Mönchengladbach. Serie A, I do like Lazio. They have to keep winning, keep maintaining that, uh, that chase, if you will, uh, the top top three and they're facing off against Fiorentina. Fiorentina's not playing that well, but Ciro now IB, I might need help on this. Ciro Immobile. Is that how you pronounce his last yep. name? Yep. The kid is 27 goals in Syria. Let's put that in perspective. 27 goals. Only two other times in history has someone scored over 25 goals, I believe in Syria. And he is one of them. He's even got, I think he's got four or five goals ahead of Ronaldo. And then Romelu Lukaku and Inter. So this guy is going off. And Serie A, that's the home of the unders. That's the unders market right there. And this kid's scoring goals. So I like Lazio to come out after a tough loss against Atalanta. If anybody saw that on ESPN last uh, couple days ago, what a phenomenal game. Back and forth, mm-hmm. scoring goals, physical elbows, kicking the back of the knees. Great soccer. But I like Lazio on that one. And if anybody wants to dabble, a little value here. Not much known about Russian soccer, but we have a, uh, the Moscow Derby, all right? Dynamo Moscow versus CSKA Moscow. I like the draw on this one. Draw at about 192, plus 192. Uh, maybe the over-under. The over-under set at two. So these guys, it's a hard-fought battle. It's defensive. It's had a couple uh, 1-1, nil-nil draws the last couple of years. So. I might – it's ballsy to take the under two. That – I mean, it's tough to take unders in soccer, but taking the under two, that takes a set of cojones. But I do like that draw option for a little value at plus okay. 92 in the Moscow Derby at noon Eastern Standard Time. All right. And when it comes to draws, how often do you guys bet draws? Because that's I think that is honestly – could be the toughest – one of the toughest bets in all of sports betting to actually cheer for. Like, yeah, I, can, I can never get myself oh. – the bet draw, and I don't know how you guys do it. It's uh, it's one of those. It's one of the bets that you. It takes a lot of yeah. It takes a lot of cojones to make. You feel it. like you feel like you're and, psychic anytime you hit one of those. Right. Oh, most definitely. And you're it's just, one you're, you're, one you're sitting there. You start off rooting for no goals, hoping for a <laughs> zero zero game, and then you get that one goal, and you're like, all right, now I need the other team to score. Then they finally score, and they and they score two unanswered. Now you're rooting back for the other team. Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's a nope. that is the ultimate roller coaster yep. ride right there. And nope, if you want to sweat something out and raise that blood pressure, you better draw. No, no, thank you. It's time, Ty B, UFC Saturday night. We got some big matchups. The one that I've been hearing, Hooker. Versus Dustin. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. That, I, I, I'm done trying to pronounce names oh, that yeah. I don't know. So. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> Hooker and Dustin. <laughs> so that's actually, yeah, it's going to be the main main event of that fight. And I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. You got, obviously, five rounds. You're in Vegas. You still have the smaller ring at UFC Apex. 
And Hooker struggled a bit against Paul Felder. His boxing really gave him some fits. He was beat up after that fight at the end of February, uh, whereas Poirier hasn't fought since November where he lost against Habib. Um, And, you know, I think he's ready to get back going and to make another run in this division. He lands more strikes than Hooker, and he's much better on the ground. I think with his power being even better than Paul Felder's, it's going to be too much for Hooker to handle. That's why I'm going with Poirier by a TKO or knockout at plus 100. I think there's a lot more value than just betting him straight up right there because I think he's going to end this. The power he has and the ability he has on the ground, it it leaves me no other option really on that. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a submission just because the way he ground and pounds, he's got those crazy hammer fists. And then um, looking back at that card again, Something earlier on I, I like is a Maurice Green, Luis Pena parlay. I like both those guys. Um, both of them right around minus 220, minus 250, but they're young guys looking to make a name for themselves. And the UFC likes to give them some spots here to do that. Um, that's one of the sports that will, you know, sort of cater to these young guys. So give them some competition, but guys they can beat, just, you know, someone with different styles. And I think that's sort of these matchups. Maurice Green looked great his last time out. So did Pena. Um, and then in some of these other fights that are a little closer here, especially um, early on, uh, Zalal Youssef, Jordan Griffin, that one's a toss-up. If I had to go either side, I'm going Zalal Youssef. Another fight um, to look out for, Felipe Linz, Tanner Bo- Boser. That's an even fight. I think I would go with Felipe Linz. I think, I, I think he's going to make a name for himself here on this UFC roster very soon. He's had some electric fights so far, nice long arms. I think he can make a, do a lot of damage tomorrow night. So, Tybee, two things there. One, something I heard is that tomorrow's main card is at 8 instead of 10. Yep. And so that's it. I mean, for people that are talked early on a Saturday night, you got to love that. It's Secondly, another thing I heard, this Dustin guy, I was talking to a friend of mine tonight, said that, oh, my God, the, the fireworks in Cheek to Vegas right now are insane. <laughs> Holy you don't know is, what? Cheek to Vegas? Yeah, we, I can yeah. hear it. <laughs> They're unbelievable tonight. What is up? That town is so – you never know what's going to happen in Chico oh, Vegas. I when, swear you're, to God. when you're named the number one you small city in America, you're going nuts. And then that's how people are partying. I cannot when, – when this hangs up, I'm going outside with the claws. We're going, we're going buck tonight. But real quick, we're all right. So hold on. Second thing, guy that I was talking about, about Dustin, he mentioned to me that his experience in fighting, he's faced the cream of the crop. Is that true? Is it not only Khabib, but yeah, other he just beat, too? Yeah, he fought Habib. Um, I believe he fought uh, Conor McGregor. So, yeah, he's, he's fought some of the best guys in this division, whereas, you know, Hooker, uh, Hooker's really just trying to make a name for himself. He's been climbing to yeah. get to these points. Paul Felder is kind of the biggest name he's really fought. And, you know, Paul's a real tough guy, but he's not – he's right below that, you know, top elite tier, yeah. I think. Yeah, and if, if – Ryan Thomas says he's on hooker. Fade to Ryan Thomas. I'm sorry. It's, it's free money fading him. <laughs> so, uh, is that it, Ty-, Ty B? Anything else on the UFC or are you good? No, I think it's going to okay. be a, a great event. Um, obviously, most people are going to turn in for that main card, but I would watch those prelims. They're all going to be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it starts at 5 o'clock. 6 is the Five? first fight no, tomorrow. Six. Yeah, 615. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, that's a lot of Yousef Jordan Griffin fights going to lead it off. So, if you're someone who's just a casual UFC fan, this is a great card to watch. Some names yep. that are younger, 
to maybe get behind to root for to give you an, you know something else to stay a little bit more informed in it and you know just to follow things a little bit better awesome and one last thing guys i wanted to mention before we wrap this up is i don't know if you saw the nba returning the schedule that's come out i've seen on twitter could have seven games in one day mm-hmm. ranging from 12 noon to 9 p.m. it makes me feel like we lost march madness so we lost that like 12 p.m. to like midnight slate and we're going to get it with the nba in August and possibly the NHL too. Yes. It's almost like, uh, what was the tournament in uh, March or the college basketball is in, uh, in, I think it's around Christmas, the ESPN 24 hour tip off. It's just the best all day. All the tournaments. That is one of the best days of the year for a pure degenerate right there. Midnight, 2am, 4am, 6am. Yep. Let's wake up and feel like we're in Maui at 2 a.m. Nothing better. There's nothing better. And you're finishing up in Nassau, Bahamas at 9.30, watching, yeah. you know, some Pac-12 play some, you know, big, big, you know, Sun Belt team or something. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> and last thing I wanted to say, too, have you guys watched any of, like, Korean baseball, KBO, stuff that's been on ESPN at all? Some of it. So, I was, a du- I, was a, I was a dumbass earlier this week. It was, like, 10, 30, 11. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I'm having some of these. I'm like, ooh, 5.30 ESPN game on tomorrow morning. Let's just hammer the favorite because they probably should win. And their ace is on the hill. I, I wake up and I'm watching it. The team was just getting destroyed. The, the pitcher, I guess, just found out his girlfriend or wife was getting deported back to the States. And I, he, he looked awful. And I was, I was, like, watching some of the game. It was, like, 6.30, 7.30. So, like, later inning, seventh inning. And, like, guys, it, like – it's like the player, like the umps don't care. They were calling strike three calls that were like literally not even close. And like the player, well, is, the player was like just house league like, baseball, like yes. house league baseball, like one ball off the plate. Dude, dude, like Billy Metzger style. Like I didn't this, want to throw him under the bus, but I was like, like it's a, all right. Like, dude, like this one curveball was so inside. The player just was kind of like, like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't, like he, he didn't care. There was, he yeah. wasn't going to fight it. Like it was just like, from, okay. From the armpits, the top of the shins and two balls off the plate. Yep. That's. Or swing so, in the bat. Throw the records out in that league. Like I that's, don't, that's I brutal. don't, I do not recommend betting that league at all. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a lot of Joe West going on out there. Yeah. yeah. Too bad. One of uh cats, buddies just had like a 10 team parlay with KBO, Japanese baseball and table tennis for like eight thousand or 800 on a $10 bet. If you do that, if you can hit more a parlay, fireworks. more fireworks are going off at, at Diane right now, Studio D. Oh if, if you can hit a parlay for $10 to win eight grand on table tennis and Korean baseball, my hat goes off to you. Like, that is, that is one of the most impressive yeah. things I can, I can say. Like, that – I mean, it's one thing to hit, a, like, a four-team soccer parlay or hit any other, any other professional sport parlay, but hitting table tennis and Korean baseball? And Japanese no. baseball. And, oh, oh. I'm done. I'm just that's yeah. It. So that's, that's it. That's how we wrap up the show. Yeah. But boys, it was great to be back with you guys. Sports are finally starting to come back. You can feel it. And let's start ripping these more. Like honestly, more yep. consistency here. Yep. Love everyone, about this. everyone, wear your masks so we can keep going to the sports book and keep betting. Yep. Stay safe so Safety we can get first, that free money. Never second. Hundred percent, guys. But seriously, this is so much fun. The plan is to be back tomorrow night to preview some Sunday action for you guys, and that's the biggest thing right now. All we're, what are we trying to do? Chase that free money nonstop. So thanks for joining us once again. Follow us on Twitter at Degenerate Zone. Show sponsor: Positive Electric. Seven one six six nine eight 
2711, and this train never freaking stops. Good night.